Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. In this episode of the Audience Converter Podcast, we are talking with a good friend of mine, Susan Desenzi. She's known as the Possibilities Curator and has invested the last 27 years guiding her clients in shattering limiting beliefs, negative conditioning, and overcoming past experiences to become the conscious creator of an infinitely powerful life. She aids entrepreneurs to uncover the hidden blocks that are holding them back in order to achieve their goals across their business, life, and relationships. Susan has developed her Infinite Possibilities Framework while working as a licensed therapist over the last two decades and has now turned her sights to helping more people fulfill their dreams outside of the practice. She helps people kick your butts, that's B-U-T-S, to live a life with no excuses, no limits, and no boundaries. Susan, welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Kim, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to have you here as well because one of the things I know is super hard for a lot of entrepreneurs who are looking to grow and scale their business is having the right thoughts, right? It's Mm -hmm. having the right mindset when talking about how we're going to grow and scale our business. A lot of us can look at the tools, we can look up the resources, but then there's kind of that little voice in the back of our head sometimes that's maybe holding us back or we're not really aware of it, but it's still kind of giving us our own obstacles. So can you tell me a little bit about your history and your infinite possibilities framework and how it kind of helps people overcome those obstacles? Oh, yes, absolutely. I'd love to. Well, I'd like to give you a couple of minutes of just my quick backstory to kind of share with your audience about kind of how I kind of stood in my own way. I have been an entrepreneur for well over 30 years, and I'm also a multiple trauma survivor. And in that, I wasn't really surviving because I was stuck in a mindset that I was still a victim and that I was still caught up in the past, the things that I had grown up with, some of the pieces that I had learned through maybe moving a lot when I was a child, or even though I had an amazing family who was very loving and supportive, sometimes the world can be a little harsh and things happen and we all have experiences. And I didn't recognize how that voice in my own head was really kind of creating some of my own self-doubts and insecurities and limiting beliefs that really stopped me from stepping into my full power as an entrepreneur, as a person, as a mom, as a wife, as a, as a woman, as a human, really. And so over the years then, working as a licensed therapist and coach, I found that mindset was absolutely critical. Now, you know, traditional therapy, right? You know, you, you hear of therapists and it's, so tell me, how do you feel about that? And <laughs> How do you feel about that? And I saw that that didn't work. And I never really operated that way with my clients. What I would hear was their deeper wants and desires to move from point A to point B, whether it was in their business, whether it was in their life or their relationship. And yet I would see that they would kind of come up against these obstacles, these barriers that were really more about the self-imposed limitations. And so what I found over time was that it was really born from a lot of their past experiences and things that they believed about themselves to be truth that really weren't. 
It was about what they had been conditioned to believe and experience. And that's really where infinite possibilities, the framework per se, really developed because I recognized that I was taking them through kind of a series of deep dives and sometimes not so deep dives with certain questions and certain kind of avenues that we would kind of go down together that would all of a sudden give them a sense of power and freedom to be able to move through that obstacle in a much faster way. So that's really kind of how it developed. Wow, that's such a powerful story too, because for so many of us, we we don't necessarily know what's holding us back or mm-hmm. or we're not aware that it's it's our own mind and it's our own self-imposed limitations. You know, I love the name of what you talk about, right? Kick your butts. It's, you know, <laughs> kick those 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 phrases of, oh, I can do this, but right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and I would hear that all the time. As a matter of fact, a lot of times when people would come to see me traditionally as a therapist, right? You know, they literally would come into one of my offices and they would sit down and I would ask them in the first meeting, you know, how could I help them? Kind of what led them to me? And they would always start with, you know, some kind of a situation or an experience or a circumstance that they were having that was really kind of a struggle. And they just didn't really know how to kind of move through it or feel it or let it go. And I would always hear, but, 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 but. Well, I really want to stand up to my parents and not be the doctor they want me to be because I really want to be a teacher. But my dad is a pastor and my mom is a professional or, you know, I really want to change jobs, but I'm afraid what if I don't get along with the new boss or the coworkers and, you know, I'm safe and I'm comfortable at this other place, those kinds of things. And so that's where the kick your butts really developed was because it's just kind of a fun way of making light of something that can be really tough and serious for a lot of people when you're really talking about mindset stuff. So when talking about mindset, then, you know, one of your big focuses is kind of helping people overcome those those uh, those traumas or their mental obstacles. Do you have something that uh, people can kind of like an exercise or something for people to realize if they have some of those hidden obstacles? Yeah, you know, one of the things that's really critical, and, and, you know, a lot of people have heard this and have talked about it for a number of years, and that's really that awareness is the key, first of all. You know, like if I have an appendicitis situation and I have pain in my lower belly, and I'm not really paying attention to it because I'm blaming it or thinking it's due to something I ate or a lack of sleep or something like that, I'm really going to not focus on it, right? And if it continues because there is an actual problem there, eventually I will have no choice but to pay attention to it when the pain reaches a high enough level. And this is kind of where I've come into play, right? Where I've been needed in other people's life is that they've gone along and they've been kind of aware of certain things that are happening for them. They don't really think it's that big of a problem or an obstacle or something that's necessarily even hidden. And the next thing you know, the pain is reaching a high enough level. And I don't mean pain like physical or even a more mental or emotional pain. It could just be something that's triggering them, annoying, it's bothering them, it's affecting them. They're finding that they're thinking about it a lot. That kind of thing is what I would term pain for the purposes of our conversation. And it reaches a high enough level and they're like, wow, I have to do something about it. So with awareness being the key. One of the very first things that I think is really important 
for anybody to pay attention to, and especially an entrepreneur who is finding that they're not scaling their business the way they want and that they're not kind of moving in the directions that they say they want to go is to take a step back first and just start noticing what are the common thoughts that you find you're having a lot. Is it something like, I can't do this, or this is too hard, or I'm never going to make it, or I'm not certified, or I don't have training in that, or do I know enough, or am I enough? My God, I could spend hours and hours, Kim, just with the phrases alone, (laughs) because we tell ourselves so many things. And if we're not aware of what those common thoughts are that we have when we're up against an obstacle in our life or our business, you can't begin to even do anything about it. It's so true. You know, uh, one of the biggest things I I got out of a new media summit. That's where you and I met, right? We yeah. talked all about the the new the new methods of marketing. Of course, podcasting being one of them. Was there was a speaker who was talking about the power of language, and she she had a, a challenge. It was a thirty day challenge, and I admit I uh, did not get to go through all thirty days, but I did get it through the first four or five, and they were really powerful because they were common phrases that many of us use all the time. And I realized that the, the way to rephrase those comments, to rephrase that, that conversation in our head was very, very powerful. And it was, a, it was a new way of, you know, I didn't even realize there was an issue. I didn't know there was a problem. But then, you know, kind of watching those videos, those, those first few videos about how we relate to things that are coming up. You know, the difference between I can't wait and I'm looking forward to is a very different conversation in our heads. So once somebody realizes that they've got some kind of, you know, maybe a mental block, there's something that's going on, maybe, you know, all of us are really dedicated to growing and scaling our business, but there is something holding us back. How would you recommend people kind of start to overcome those obstacles once they've realized they have them? Well, first, you know, write them down, write down some of those common phrases, because that challenge that you were participating in is a beautiful example of how and why language is so critical to our ability to find success in our life. If I believe, if I have a limited belief that I can't do this, and that's because there's a deeper fear that says, what if I do this and it doesn't work out, right? Like the whole potential fear of failure or even some people have a fear of success. Will I be able to maintain this if I reach this level and I scale my business to this degree? Will I be able to handle all of the business? Whatever it might be for each person, once you start to have awareness that you even have the thoughts, then it's important to pay attention to the language of the thoughts, just as you talked about with the challenge. That is super critical. Once you become aware then of the language you're using, like the I can'ts or I'm not enough, and we don't walk around going, I'm not enough. We feel that way. We often don't say that though. We say things like, I don't know that I'm good enough to handle that level of business, or I don't know that I'm strong enough to be able to talk to people when I'm an introvert and I don't really like kind of going to networking events. How am I going to find people 
if I don't really want to go down that route where I'm out publicly talking to people all the time or speaking on stages, oh my God, that's no way that is way too scary. And so when we have those thoughts and then we pay attention to the language, then I would invite you to consider how to reframe it, just as you said. So as opposed to, I always used to like to use the example of hey, don't make a mess of your shirt with your ice cream cone versus, hey, keep your shirt clean while you're eating your ice cream. So it's a very simple shift. And what happens then in the mind is the mind starts to let go of its need to protect and guard you because that's really all it's doing. Your mind is just the guardian and the protector. Think of it as the sentry who's standing at the gates of all that incoming data that's coming into your world through your day-to-day life. And your mind just wants to protect you. And if it's been armed with past tools that say you're not enough and you're potentially you know, not capable of doing this particular thing, it's going to guide you down that path. And it's up to you being aware that the guard is doing that to kind of say, nah, we're going to, we're going to put on some different armor. Let's see if this other kind of phrase works and, and moves us away from some of that fear. Because that's really the main thing that creates the hidden obstacles is the fear. So that's, that's such a great point you were saying is, you know, that fear creates those hidden obstacles. And, you know, it's our mind protecting ourselves, right? We're, we're not setting out to tell ourselves that we're not enough for something. But, you know, a lot of us shy away from uh, uncomfortable situations or, or from fear. And we don't like the feelings that are associated with that. I know my first time going to a conference, oh boy, uh, <laughs> I am uh, the definition of somebody who I would be what you would call an introvert. Um, I've definitely come out of my shell the last few years having to go to conferences a lot. But I was lucky enough, my first conference, there was a speaker about how to go to conferences as an introvert, which was great. Oh, wow, how cool. (laughs) What a great first conference to go to, yeah. It it was was very useful. It was very helpful. But it it surprises a lot of people. Sure. Because uh, the way we interact in business and the way we interact in person and the way we interact even online they're all different spheres, right? So, you know, you talked a little bit about how to find those hidden, hidden ideas, those hidden beliefs. But I'd like to talk more about, you know, the, the phrase limiting belief. You know, people in our audience, they may not know exactly what that means and how it can impact their ability to grow their business. So can you give me a little bit more about what is the limiting belief and kind of how we can overcome those? Sure. Well, I know one for me that this was a limiting belief that I had. And, I, and I'll share that personally because I think that that's, I like to use analogies because I think more people identify much easier with them. I know that there were things that I was kind of teaching and offering up to my clients and friends and family throughout my, my life and my career long before there were well-known people out there in the world teaching some of the very same things. And so when I started hearing some of the you know, more well-known, we'll say, experts in various arenas like marketing or self-help and self-improvement and personal development, speaking of some of these particular concepts, I would hear that and then I'd be like, oh, see, I, I can't go out and teach that now because, 
they're teaching it, right? I might be seen as copycatting or I'm a fraud. It's the whole imposter syndrome idea, right? So limiting beliefs is really when we have a belief about ourselves or the world around us that doesn't jive with what our desire or our deepest wish is. In other words, I want to be someone who makes $1 million a year. And yet I grew up in a family, let's say, where maybe we were relatively poor and we were always struggling to make ends meet. And maybe I heard my parents say multiple times, you have to work hard. You have to work really hard and money doesn't grow on trees and money is the root of all evil. So then I developed this kind of mindset about money, right? This belief about money that says, oh, it only comes for those who really work hard. It's kind of evil. It doesn't grow on trees. And all I have to go by is the experience I experiences I've had up to that point, right? So let's say I'm, you know, 30 years old and I've been working for, you know, 12 years really hard and I don't see the money in my bank account. I go, oh, look at how hard I've worked for 12 years and I don't see the money. It's probably never going to happen to me. There's those lucky people where the, the opportunities just kind of fall into their lap or, you know, that door opened from some opportunity that knocked and they happened to be in the right place at the right time. That was never me. Those are really examples of limiting beliefs. And then how to move through them is to ask one of the most major questions you can ever ask, is this really true? Is this belief really true? And is this my belief? Or did I learn this from someone or somewhere else? That's, that's such a great, powerful you know, message that you have there, because I think it's something a lot of us can relate to. I know I certainly, I've heard those phrases before, right? You need to work hard, money doesn't go on trees, or my personal favorite from my experience is, when are you going to get a real job? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, oh, that's yes, that's a good one. Right. Because it's in it, it comes from a place where people just don't understand what you're doing. They don't understand the value that you're adding or, you know, it's, it's based on your own circumstances. And I know I've spoken with a lot of really successful entrepreneurs who had a very similar mindset when they got started that, you know, they almost had that fear of success because they had in their heads that money was evil or that, you know, you're not supposed to, to go for making that much money because that's just wrong. And, you know, you need to work hard. And apparently if you like what you're doing, that's not working hard. So, <laughs> well, and you know, I was afraid. I honestly had that too, that fear of success, because I was afraid. I remember asking myself often, would I change? Like if I all of a sudden became successful, not all of a sudden, but if I reached that place of success that I deemed what my definition of success was, would it change me as a person? Would I lose my compassion or my empathy or my caring? Because now I had like a different potential lifestyle or money or the freedom to be able to do other things that I didn't have before. I was really kind of afraid of that. Yeah, that's a crazy one. And I think that also relates back to what you were talking about with imposter syndrome was, you know, oh, I can't teach that somebody else did it or I, I don't have the knowledge enough to be able to, to, to share that. And, you know, the thing is, especially when it comes to business, if you know 10% more about your topic than the person you help, then you can help them. 
because they're looking for that help. They're looking for somebody who knows just a little bit more than they do, right? I mean, sure, I know the basics and the ideas about like what to do if your toilet keeps running, okay? I know you need to right. jiggle the handle and then I know you should take off the top and like look at the water levels. Right. But I don't know what to do next. And if that doesn't work, guess what? I'm calling a plumber. Exactly. Because they know more than I do. Um, right. And, you know, it all relates back to imposter syndrome as well, I think, because a lot of us, we have that mindset of, oh, somebody else did it. And the thing is, is people want to, you know, they want to talk with you because they like your approach or like they like the way you talk about it. And it is a, it's, it's definitely, I like what you said about limiting beliefs and how it's, you know, it's, it's what's in your head, but it's not necessarily connected to what's in your heart and what is attached to your goals. Right. I always talk about the differences between listening to the monkey mind, that voice in your head, the mind chatter, versus the voice of your heart. And I know that sounds so like woo-woo maybe a little bit or ethereal, you know, like really kind of out there. But the truth is, is that, you know, we're finding from science that your gut and your heart actually have neurons that are responsible for kind of thoughts in a way and part of your function, just like we believe that only the brain was capable of doing that. And, and they say that your gut is really kind of the, the second brain, or even some say it's the main brain. And there was just an article that talked about neurons found in the heart. Now, neurons have typically are part of neural, which is part of brain right? And so we think it's just in your head. And that, you know, the brain and the mind are two very, very distinct, separate, I'll say entities. And so, so to listen to that voice of your heart requires you to kind of check in with yourself and say, look, just like this client I had previously who really wanted to be a teacher, and she found herself having gone through med school because her parents wanted her to be a doctor. And she didn't have the strength within herself to use her voice and stand up to her parents and say, I, I love you and this isn't what I want to do. Because she was more afraid of what they would feel, what they would say, if they would own or disown her. There were some cultural pieces in place. And, and sometimes that happens. And so my offer up to anybody, especially as we're in our entrepreneurial space, of wanting to complete our goals is really look at what those goals are. What is really stopping you from achieving those goals? Is it your own fear? Is it some of your past conditioning and some of those thoughts that are kind of chattering around like a swinging monkey in your head versus what your heart is telling you you know you're capable of and you're too afraid to believe it because you haven't had a lot of experiences up to that point that taught you it was true. Wow. I, I love the image of a monkey chattering in my head, I must say. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know, in, in this episode, we've been talking about mindset. We've been talking about hidden obstacles and how most of those are related to, you know, things that we might not even be aware of, of how we relate to money, how we relate to relationships, how we relate to, you know, business in general and what other people think and how all of that can can create an obstacle for us. And we've talked about ways to kind of overcome those, you know, looking at our language, writing down the way 
the things that we're saying in our head. So, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of different methods here. And my big thing is you always got to have an action step, right? I'm a marketer at heart and there's always got to be an action step. So if you could tell people one thing they should do to overcome their limiting beliefs today, what would that be? Again, you have to start with awareness. So a very, very simple little process you can do is first you have to be aware. So once you become aware of one thing, write it down. If it's just that I can't do this because I I just don't think I have enough experience to do it. And your heart is telling you, but that's where your passion is. You really want to, and you've lived it and experienced it yourself is then ask, why not? Right? Why, why not? Or why is this belief something that I believe to be true? And then ask yourself, these are separate, distinct questions. Ask yourself, where did I learn this from? Is this really something I believe or is this something I was taught? And then ask yourself, does this jive with what my heart wants? And if it doesn't jive with what your heart wants, what action do you need to take then to begin walking that path toward achieving that goal that your heart wants, even if your mind is still saying, nope, you can't do this, or nope, you need this. You are the one that is always in control of the guardian and the protector, which is your mind. It's not the other way around. And as long as you remember that you are the one in control of that, you will be able to overcome, push through, let go of any obstacle, thought, or fear that crops up for you. Now, I'm not going to say it's always going to be easy, You can, though, move through it. It's as simple as picking up a pen and setting down a pen. It really is that simple. It's just that we've made it really complicated because we think that that's a part of who we are. So I think the biggest action step then ultimately is the recognition and the awareness that you aren't your thoughts. Well, Susan, thank you so much for sharing your time with us and talking about your framework and how we can overcome all those obstacles. If people want to learn more about you and more about what you do, uh, where can where can they go to do that? Oh, well, thank you. First off, Kim, so much for having me. It's been such an honor and a pleasure to be here on the show today. They can go to susandesenzi.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-D. A-S-C-E-N-Z-I.com. And I would be more than honored to offer up to your audience the opportunity to have a, a free 2020 clarity session with me just to kind of start pinpointing and taking a look at what some of those obstacles known or hidden are and get them pointed in the right direction. That's really powerful, everyone. Yeah, definitely take Susan up on that offer. I've, you know, had some really great conversations and gotten a lot of clarity from Susan over the time I've known her. And again, that's SusanDescenzi.com. Of course, the, the links will be in our show notes. Thanks so much for listening on the Audience Converter podcast today, where we were talking about mindset and mental obstacles and how you can overcome your limiting beliefs to kick your butts. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.